Hi, welcome back to Equity Masters Stock Market Wrap Up. This is Rini talking to you from Mumbai. Last couple of days, there has been a massive downpour in Mumbai. Some of you may have personally waded through knee-length water. Just like the rains in Mumbai, there's been a flood of bad news about the severe slowdown in the economy. The current mood in the market is reflective of the anxiety. So all eyes are now fixed on what the government will do to revive the economy and how the businesses perform in the festival season. I am keeping a close watch on all these developments. I will also talk about how Equity Masters analysts are reading this gloomy situation and what stocks they are looking at. So stick till the end of the podcast. Now let's see what moved the markets this week, beginning with a look at broader queues. Domestically, the Sensex and the Nifty plunged significantly in the beginning of the week and continued its bearish run. Sensex plunged over 810 points while the Nifty hovered around 10,780 mark. A mix of macroeconomic factors including weak GDP data and lower manufacturing output have spooked investors on Dalal Street. However, the Indian stock markets recovered by the end of the week and were trading in green. The stock market sentiment has also been affected by the rupee's free fall. The Indian currency fell sharply on Tuesday to go beyond the $72 mark again. A mixture of weak macro data and strengthening of the US dollar has dented the rupee's value. Negative stock market sentiment added to the rupee's woes as investors rushed to pull out capital. However, the optimism by the end of the week came on the back of rally in global markets. The Dow and the broader stock market rallied sharply on Thursday, logging its best day in three weeks after US and Chinese officials said they will resume trade talks. The escalating tensions between the world's two largest economies has weighed on markets throughout the summer, but the new talks on the agenda for early October are spurring optimism. Now a look at the macro data this week. According to the data released by Ministry of Commerce and Industry, the growth of eight core infrastructure industries slowed down to 2.1% in July 2019 as compared to 7.3% in the same month a year ago, on the back of contraction in coal, crude oil and natural gas production. The eight core industries, coal, crude oil, natural gas, refinery products, fertilizers, steel, cement and electricity comprise 40.3% of the weight of items included in the index of industrial production. Meanwhile, India's services sector activity growth eased in August as new business inflows rose at a slower pace. Following this, job creation and output expansion moderated. The IHS Market India Services Business Activity Index declined from 53.8 in July to 52.4 in August, pointing to a slower rate of increase in output. Notwithstanding the decline, The Composite PMI Output Index was in expansion territory for the 18th month in a row. Growth of aggregate new orders moderated from July and was modest. Private sector jobs rose further in August, but the pace of expansion was slower. Now in the news from the banking space, 
public sector bank stocks led by Punjab National Bank and Corporation Bank witnessed sharp selling pressure at the beginning of the week after the government announced the merger of 10 state-run lenders into four. Note that in order to revive the deepening economic slowdown, the government on last Friday unveiled a mega plan to merge 10 public sector banks into four with a view to create fewer and stronger global-sized lenders with robust balance sheet that can be used to boost credit and spur growth. The mergers together with two set consolidations done last year will reduce the number of public sector banks to 12 from 27 in 2017. Needless to say, most investors would be worried about the level of NPAs and current and savings accounts of the merged entities. Lower NPA ratio and sustenance of high current and savings accounts in the future could signal the bank's fitness levels to lend more. Here's what Tanushree Banerjee wrote about this development in one of the edition of the 5 minute wrap up. She says and I quote, "But what could go unnoticed is the efficiency potential of the merged entities. Post merger, the employee per branch ratio of the consolidated PSU entities could be in the range of 7 to 9 per branch. This would be almost half that of their private sector counterparts like HDFC Bank and Kotak Bank." leaner operations would mean use of technology to support growth so i would not be surprised if the psu entities leverage technologies at a much bigger scale than their private sector peers in a few years unquote moving on to the news from commodities sector gold continued witnessing buying interest prices remained near record highs Gains were seen as a sharp fall in rupee against the US dollar pushed the demand for yellow metal higher. Note that globally gold prices are up around 20% so far this year amid inflows into gold backed assets. US China trade war, volatility in risk assets like equities and central banks signaling a looser monetary policy have boosted the safe haven appeal of gold. For domestic markets Jewelers hope that upcoming festive season will improve gold demand which has been hurt due to high prices as many central banks diversify their portfolio they are adding gold as global growth slows and trade and geopolitical tensions rise now in the news from automobile sector maruti suzuki has reduced its production by 34% in the month of august 2019 the company produced a total of 111370 units in august as against 168725 units in the year ago month this is the seventh straight month that country's largest car maker reduced its output in july the automaker had cut its production by 25.2% speaking of the indian auto industry Note that the sluggish market environment prevalent in the first quarter has continued in the beginning of the second quarter as well as its impact are visible in the dispatch volumes. The sector has been battling with many negative forces, slowing economic activity, rising car prices which is led by stricter emission norms and insurance costs, shortage of financing options because of the NBFC crisis and weak rural sentiment. all these factors have dampened demand it seems unlikely that the upcoming festival season will work wonders in terms of bolstering growth 
unless the government steps in to help the industry. Now speaking of the current slowdown, are you painting all stocks and sectors with the same gloomy brush? In the markets like these, how do you identify a growing trend? Tanushree has been talking about the trends like the focus on financialization, urbanization and exports. These are trends that will transform the Indian economy in a big way going forward. She calls this transformation the rebirth of India. With a firm focus on these trends, she has zeroed in on seven stocks. These are stocks that she believes will benefit the most when the trend plays out. To find out which are these stocks, just log on to stockselectoffer.com and find it out by yourself. Meanwhile, small cap guru Rucha Agarwal believes this is a great time to buy quality small caps that are available at beaten down valuations. Now she has been expecting and talking of a small cap rebound for quite some time. The businesses that she would look for must have a strong balance sheet, the capacity to suffer, most importantly a management team that is competent and trustworthy. Watch out for Richa's rebound stocks by just logging into hiddentreasure.in. On that note, I will stop here. Before I sign off, I would like to know whether you like our podcasts. We would love your feedback. Just visit equitymaster.com and drop us a line. We look forward to hearing from you. Have a profitable week ahead. Thank you.